This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to another episode of the Group for 60 podcast, an easy two points edition. Um, we are broadcasting from the same room in Duval. I am joined by my partner in crime, uh, Brendan Farrell, TCJ. Hey, everyone. W- what do you do? Uh, I mean, obviously, I do the podcast with you. Yes. I'm sort of the brains behind the operation. Here. Wow. <laughs> uh, I also... And I'm the entertainment. Yeah. And uh, I also cover college volleyball right now for the Independent Florida Alligator, specifically Gators Volleyball. Um, so, yeah. How many people actually show up to college volleyball games? The Gators, the Gators get a pretty good crowd, honestly. Really? Yeah. Is there just nothing else to do in Gainesville? No, it's not that. The volleyball team's pretty good and uh you know I mean, honestly what is there to do on a sunday in gainesville that's what i just well, said yeah but i mean i definitely feel like there are some people who like spend the night on saturday after a home game and be like hey you know what uh let's go to a volleyball game or if you're just a sports fan in the gainesville area and you don't want to drive to jacksonville to see the jags for obvious reasons and you still have a sports itch you can go to a Gators game. Also, the tickets are, too, are super cheap. You know, this is normally when I would try to like get us back on track to what we need to be talking about. But I feel like this is much more interesting than the hockey game we just watched. Yeah, that, that game was pretty much over by the second period. I mean, the tail of the tape is Brossois was good. Hellebuck had to come in for a single shot. Which he did not save. He did not save. Uh, and then the Jets scored three goals in two minutes and pretty much ended the game in the last, like, five minutes or so of the second period. Correction. Two two shots. One save. Uh, so he he had a 50% save percentage for the night. Um, it was great. Goals against average of 52.17 for the night. That's was the final score 5-1? Uh, yeah. Um... Uh, what did you What did you notice from this game, other than the Red Wings are bad at hockey? Uh, I mean, it was kind of a slow start for the Jets. Uh, they got outshot uh, pretty badly early on, but that obviously corrected over time. Uh, they were outshot eight to four or fourteen to eight at five on five in the first period. So that obviously uh, not great. Um, but obviously they, they turned it around and they got some key stops from Brossois, who, uh, you know, it's obviously a good sign for Brossois to have a good game. I know it's the Red Wings and he didn't face that many shots, but it's still a good sign. No, but when his number was called, he was 
he was good. Yeah. He was he was solid. He had you know there. The final score was five one, but it could have easily been like five three or something like that. Because the Detroit was generate. They didn't. They weren't good, but every now and then they because you know this Jets defense is so bad, they would have some very high quality scoring chances, and Bersois was able to turn them away. Um, how about that? That Patrick Lineagle really just put the game away in the second period. Yeah, there's nothing really you can really say other than, hey, that was a really nice call. That was a really nice goal. Uh, I, but at the same time, Detroit's defense was just really, really bad. Yeah, this was not, if you were looking for uh, good defense, this was not the game to watch. Nope. Not in the slightest. He split, what did he, split two defenders? Well, yeah, roughly. Kind of went around three-ish. Yeah, there were three in the area. Three in the area. That's some McDavid-esque. Shit. I don't want to. I don't like comparing anyone to Connor David. Fair enough, but I, I'm sorry. The only comparison I like when people compare other players to Connor David is worse than Connor McDavid. <laughs> um. And you know what? They had another point shot goal. So, in your face, nerd. Watch the game, nerd. Point shots work. You just gotta fit that phrase in every single every, time. Every it wasn't even that hard yeah. because they actually scored a point shot goal. Uh, how much of this is on? I don't even remember his name. The other team's goalie, Comrie. Eric Comrie. You mean former Winnipeg product, Eric Comrie? Thanks. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, not the best of games from Eric Comrie. Granted, he was left out to dry a lot. Like a lot, a lot in this game, but uh, somehow I didn't even think about this. Uh, the Jets were still uh, behind in expected goals in this game. How? Uh, a really bad first period, and they weren't necessarily great defensively in the second period. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Detroit only had seventeen shots on goal. 17 yeah. shots on goal. Yeah, but I mean, mostly they came from actually like pretty good spots. Well, it goes back to what I was saying. You know, when uh, Brossois was when Brossois was needed, he was there, and the, they were you know the, the few but quality chances were being created. Yeah, partially because the Jets' defense is still hashtag bad. Um, yeah, there's also you can just kind of tell the difference between Brossois, who's been a a career backup, but has obviously had some NHL experience, mm -hmm. and Eric Comrie, who doesn't really have that much NHL experience. Like, I felt like the... Was it Pionk or Shifley that had the one-timer goal on the power play? I think it was Shifley. I believe that was Shifley's goal. That one, I was like... Mm, that looked like, to me, like someone who's just not used to the speed yeah, of NHL Shifley, shots yet. Shifley from Pionk on the power play. Yeah, and like I said, it looked to me like that was one of those goals where it's just like he's just not quite adjusted to the speed of the NHL game. Because I feel like that's the, difficult, that's the big difficulty mm -hmm. when it comes to guys when they come up from the AHL. Um, yeah, I was just sitting here thinking, like, some of these goals tonight were kind of fluky. Yeah. Like you mentioned, uh, the Shifley goal is maybe one you like to see the goalie come up with. 
the, the first goal that at the Adam Lowry goal and the shorthanded goal. The first shorthand we have a shorthanded goal this season, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the Jets somehow were not the last somewhat, team to score a shorthanded goal. Oh, it's two hasn't scored a shorthanded goal. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, just, I'll try to find out and I'll get back to you. Um, great. Now if you throw me off. Shorthanded goals. Oh, that's right. Shorthanded goal scored under dubious circumstances. That's going to somehow count. Um, and of course you had the line eagle, which line eagle was really good. Um, but it, it just seems like, okay, yeah, they won 5-1. Um, but it could, and Detroit could have scored a few more goals. And Winnipeg could have scored a few fewer goals. And overall, neither team was really that good on the ice. I thought it was funny the way you, you called uh, the Jets goal, like a, a goal of, what was it, dubious merit or something? Yeah, and scored under dubious circumstances. circumstances. That sounds like something out of a Lonely Planet uh, strip. <laughs> I I do really enjoy those Lonely, Pan Lonely Planet cartoons. Yes. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't really think that... I don't really think it was like the greatest game the Jets have played this season, I guess. I mean, they did a really good job of limiting shots on goal from Detroit. Yeah, that's a good thing, which, I mean, generally the Jets have a lot. Generally the Jets haven't done a very good job of shot, shot suppression. And they only allowed the Red Wings to have roughly 42% of the shot attempts tonight. I just want to shout out Nathan Beaulieu for the fight that best that can possibly the only fight that could possibly um, characterize this spirit of this particular sixty minutes. The two locked. I think Bolu got one punch in, and then they kind of spun around a bit, and the guy just kind of fell over. It was almost like Bolu threw him, except I didn't really see a throwing motion. Like, like they were basically holding on to Bolu's like grabbing hand and he just they just he just kind of fell over and the referees just kind of broke it up and i was just like that was the stupidest fight stupidest hockey fight i've seen in a long time and it matches the uh the game the character of today's game very well just sort of happened nobody really came out looking particularly good and then it was it just sort of ended with the Jets players still standing. You asked about the shorthanded goals, by the way. Yes. I found it. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers <laughs> do not have a shorthanded You're telling goal. me! Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl can do everything better than everybody ever, apparently, and not score a shorthanded goal. I'm wondering if they just don't even use them on the penalty kill. Why not? They're your only players. They are the only ones. But at the same time... Them and the real deal James Neal. At the same time, also, when you're playing guys like... When you're playing a four, like, 25 minutes a night, I figure, like, at some point you have to play on the felony kill. <laughs> like, some percentage of that has to be the felony kill. <laughs> I just... Uh... Hold on, anyway, anyway, Oilers rants is high. I can make fun of the Oilers. Connor McDavid and Leon Johnny Sato are going to drag that team in the playoffs. That corpse of a hockey team into the playoffs, just like Connor Hellbuck is going to drag the Jets into the playoffs. And that's going to leave a mad scramble for a few teams that g genuinely have playoff caliber rosters. Yeah. Yeah. That's certainly the case. And you know what? Both the Central and the Pacific already kind of clusterfucks. 
Um, you know. Yeah, and uh, you were asking about Connor McDavid. It does not look like he ever plays on the penalty kill. Why not? He's your best player. So you don't want to gang hurt. <laughs> He's your best player. Yeah, but he also sucks defensively, and he can't. You know? Do you really? How want much? Like, but like, you don't have players that can defend on that team. You have two players. Play those players. Anyway, moving from... What about Dreisaitl? Does Dreisaitl kill penalties? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, moving from Alberta NHL I don't NHL want to play team. about this game. I don't want to talk about this game. Uh, this is not a... Obviously not a, uh, a pretty game tonight. We have to watch this again. Yeah, unfortunately. You understand... And this time it's going to be in Detroit, which somehow makes this worse. But they have a new shiny arena. That makes it all better. The team sucks, but the arena is apparently nice. Probably cost taxpayers a fortune, but it's yeah, nice. Probably. That's the worst thing about sports. Yeah. Jets currently set third place in the Western Conference. Or hey. the Western Conference Central Division. Hey! So... More good things. Actually, I, I believe that's uh, tied for third in the Western Conference, so I wasn't entirely wrong. No, that's a, they had the same number of points as the Oilers, who are currently losing to the Hurricanes as, we, as we're recording this, and the Coyotes. Mm -hmm. And they are a point behind the Avalanche, though the Avalanche have a game in hand. The Avalanche have a game in hand, and when they get healthy, they're going to be really scary. So, But, but until then... Because they're hurt and they're good. Until then... The Jets could have the same number of points as the division leader, the St. Louis Blues, because the Jets play Detroit, which should be a free two points for anybody. How are the Blues at the top of this division? Like, from what I can tell, they're having an okay season, not having a bad season, and yet here they are leading the Central. I think they're enjoying a drug named Jordan Bennington, but... I'm telling you, the Avalanche are gonna run away with this division at some I point. I don't doubt you. Um, talking about the Jets. I mean, they had some uh, different goal scorers tonight. Obviously, uh, just another case of five different goal scorers tonight. So that's obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's on. That's nice to know. Score by committee, man. Uh, but Mark Shifley did take the the goal lead away from my boy. He's got he's up to 14 goals. But my other boy got on the score sheet. Hey. Andrew Kopp with his fifth of the season. Delicious. Um, Was anyone on the Jets that did not have a point tonight? Maybe. Nick Shore didn't have a point. Jack Rosvick didn't have a, a point. Uh, Louis Shaw didn't have a point. Doesn't matter. Gabriel Bork, I think that's his return from injury. It really does not matter. And Anthony Potato and Nathan Bull, you did okay. not have a point. Jack Rosvick is the only player that you named that actually matters. Fair enough. But hey, nobody played like five minutes tonight, so that's <laughs> well, you know, that's a good sign. When you're up five one, why waste energy on your best players? Still, I, I, I know that I have, some of the guys that don't get to play. I know that I have complained about the way the ice time was yeah. divvied out. 
So I, did, this, I did want that to be known. If this team is going to be successful, this is kind of how it has to be for a while. Play the guys who can actually play at an NHL level. Because... <laughs> Oh, uh, some of these, I mean... I mean, like, Lucas Beza just getting absolutely is, burned by Brendan Perlini tonight. I was like, why is this still happening? Does Beza actually have to play every game? Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Can't find anybody. Well, they did have Kulikov, but he's on the shelf. And again, we're into how much, how big is the difference between Sabiza and Kulikov? Actually, that's... Substantial, isn't it? But hey, here's something that's, uh, that we should keep an eye on, because it's something different. I talked about the fourth line actually getting minutes tonight. Mm-hmm. I know it's against the Red Wings, okay? That's a huge disclaimer. It is against the Red Wings. Yep. But the threesome of Gabriel Bork, Nick Shore, and Logan Shaw tonight, in seven minutes and 49 seconds... Mm-hmm. I was going to say had 66.67% of the shot attempts, but then I realized that they were only on the ice for six total shot attempts between both teams. But that means they didn't make any stupid mistakes. And they actually reached like almost eight minutes of ice time together. There we go. Perfect. Moving on up in the world. Maybe they'll reach ten minutes on Thursday. Yeah, and it looks like uh, there's a little bit of line shuffling because uh, the group of Perot, Cop, and Lowry was having a really rough night, and it looks like Cop got some time with Lowry and Roslovic, and that line combination was a little better. I, 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 I was going to say something about um, saving uh, Hellebuck for the road leg of this. But I thought it was probably more of the fact that he played Sunday. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. Uh, here's something I'll throw out there, because I feel like we're running out of talking points already. Yeah. Oh, please do. Uh, I, I did mention this, but I do think it's important that the Jets continue to find ways to get Brossois comfortable and confident and giving him enough starts throughout the season, because whether we like the process or not, the results have the Jets in the playoff conversation. Yes. And if the Jets are going to be a playoff team, and if the Jets want to go anywhere in the playoffs, it yes. would be wise to not completely burn out Connor Hellebuck in the regular no. season. Because the defense in front of him is like shades of John Gibson with the Ducks. Uh, it's, it's bad. Yes. And at some point, I, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting... Until, like, January or February for um, Dustin Bufflin to just decide, you know what? I'm going to play a shortened season. Here we go, boys. I don't know if they the have... playoffs we ride. That's a interesting prediction. I'm pretty sure he's still hurt. Because he had surgery. Oh. Also, I don't know if they have room for him. I thought the whole point was that they were saving room for him to no, return. Well, no, they don't have any cap space for him right now. Oh, well, I guess current cap space they do. But um, anyway, I guess they w- would technically have enough room, but I'm not a big cap expert. Hockey cap is weird. I mean, just any salary cap is weird. Cause I know, but there's like... Listen, if you think the hockey cap is weird, do not. Do not ever try understanding the MLS. 
unless you really like three-letter uh, acronyms. Dan and Chow has plenty of three-letter acronyms. Yes, but you haven't lived until you know what target allocation money is. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, Brian, I'm going to ask this question. Okay. How do we preview a game that we just watched? Uh, well, Jimmy Howard should start the other one. How much is that actually going to change? Or is it Jimmy Howard or is it Jonathan Bernier? Um, I mean, that means that the goaltender will be more experienced. I, I know, but it's not like you're putting in, uh, I, I can't even think of goalie tandems. It's not like the difference between Comrie and, like, Henrik Lundqvist. It's not really... Yeah, it's but... Jimmy Howard, it's just another... It's John the Bernier, because I forgot Howard's... Bernier? Entry. Yeah. yeah it, still, it's not like Bernier's good. Real, I mean, he's good to be decent, I guess. I don't know goalies, but... Somebody who understands the goalie position. It just sort of seems like every year, like, the goalies trade, unless you have, like, one of the, like, top 5% of goalies. It just sort of seems like everyone just sort of trades between being good and bad every other year. Goalies are voodoo. Like, Matt Murray is, like, the essence of that. Goalies make no sense. Don't, that's why you don't play, that's why you don't pay goalies. Because otherwise you end up paying a fortune for uh, Carey Price, who I'm struggling to find on the list of goal saved above average this year. Oh, that's right, because he's 43rd in the league right now. Excuse you, Carter Hart is good and deserves money. Okay. Otherwise you end up like uh, the Florida Panthers and uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, who's due like $10 million this year and is 73rd out of 74 goalies mm. and goal save of average. See, at least with Bob, I you know, I have some sort of confidence that he's going to figure it out. Fine. Maybe, maybe this season is bad. Fine. You can be the Sharks and you can pay Martin Jones like five and five and, it's either like five and a quarter or like five and three quarters for the next like three seasons. Yeah, see, I don't have any confidence in that. Mostly just because he's with the Sharks. And also he's just distantly way behind everybody else. He's going to get traded, and he's going to find the right goalie coach, and he's going to become good. He's going to go to the Islanders, is what you're saying. Yes! Because... uh, Oh my goodness. Because Mitch Korn can make anyone a good hockey goaltender. Oh my goodness. Or uh, Carolina or something. Talk about Carolina, you nerd. Hey, okay. Sorry. Anybody associated with Carolina is just a nerd. I mean, yeah, because they are they are the designated yeah, nerd they're the, team. They're the nerd team. I said this Which, on the last episode. I just enjoy watching Carolina trying to out nerd everybody else. It's also kind of funny putting the nerd team in the middle of like uh, the southern United States, the non traditional hockey market, but also just kind of like like you don't think North Carolina. You're like, oh yes, those nerds. Yeah, well, no, they had the, um, I don't know what the technical term for it, but they have, like, I think it's called, like, the triangle up there, it's, like, a really, like, it's, like, the East Coast, I don't want to say it is, but it's, like, the East Coast version of Silicon Valley, except it's not quite as advanced. But, it is kind of a techie area. Can we talk about the game I want to talk about? Sure. The research triangle, that's what it is. I want to talk about the Flyers. Okay. 
It's going to be on Sunday. Okay. I can preview that. Yeah, we can. Yeah, what do you want? What do you want the world to know about the Flyers? Because I've had the opportunity to talk about the Sharks like twice. Already. Um. Well, I don't know if they're going to go with Carter Hart or Brian Elliott yet, but either one is decent at least. Um, Sean Couturier is one of the most underrated players in the National Hockey League. He is elite. Um, Morgan Frost is really good, particularly when he's playing with Claude Giroux. Sean Couturier is who you think Alexander Barkov is. Yes. Anyway. The image you have of Alexander Barkov is actually what Sean Couturier is. Both underrated and both very good in his own zone. Jacob Vorchek was having a terrible season until they put him on Sean Couturier's line, and suddenly he's good. Um, Oscar Lindblom, very good, doesn't get any attention. Scott Lawton has been playing well above what we expected. Kevin Hayes is good. Very good play driver. Um, can be streaky. JVR, don't know what to make of him yet. And then, of course, you've got Claude Giroux. How is uh, Joel Farabee doing? Joel Farabee is... He, he's an NHLer. He's a child. He's a child, he's an NHLer, and I expect him to get better. God, I'm talking about a player who's younger than me. Yeah. This is like one of the first times that it has happened. this has happened. Yeah, Joel Farabee, he is the real deal. He's playing with Kevin Hayes and Scott Lawton right now on the third line. But more importantly, Morgan Frost is playing on the line with Claude Giroux. Morgan Frost is playing with Claude Giroux, and until Travis Konechny got a concussion, he was playing with Travis Konechny as well. And not only is he playing with Claude Giroux, he's doing it really well. I'm also noticing just the sheer amount of money you've thrown at the top of your lineup already. Yes. <laughs> and this is without paying Sean Couturier. <laughs> he's really paying Sean Couturier like a four and a third. Meanwhile, oh, like goodness. Giroux, Voracek, Hayes, and Van Riemsdijk are all above seven. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to trade one of those to make Sean But you know what? We'll worry about that in the future. Uh, but then I always say the future is now. We have Joel Farabee and Morgan Frost on rookie deals for now, and that's all that's important. Thank you. But uh, you guys currently sit third yes. in the Metropolitan Division. Yes. Are the Flyers actually good this year? The Flyers are actually good this year. It's because it seems like in the past few years you, the Flyers have been super streaky. Like they'll lose yes. 10 games in a row, then they'll win 10 games in a row, yes. and they'll still miss the playoffs. Yes. Uh, that, that is not this team. This team, okay, so I am 100% convinced that this Jets-Flyers game is going to go to overtime because neither team knows how to play with the lead, and the fly, like a third of the Flyers games have gone to overtime this season, and it's ridiculous. Um, that's it, I mean, this is no longer the Ron Hextall and um, Dave Hextall show. This is a, Elaine Vigneault's team. Fly or die, be a fucking flyer. Is, is this one of those, uh, I think Alain Vigneault is like, um, hi, I, I'm first year Alain Vigneault and I have direct TV, and hi, I'm second year Alain Vigneault <laughs> and I have cable. I feel like he's one of those sort of coaches, so hopefully, I guess, like, enjoy while it lasts. Hopefully you're wrong. Um, I feel like history has sort of said that I'm right, but continue. Well, hopefully, people change, Okay. People fail, and then they change. Or they're supposed to. I don't know if that actually happens, but they're supposed to. Hopefully he learned from his mistakes. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot more accountability on this team than there has been in the past. So when if you're not playing well, you don't get ice time. 
Also, uh, side note, while I was I was looking for uh, flyer stats, and I just I stumbled upon another really shitty Red Wing stat. Oh, <laughs> the Red Wings are scoring uh, or shooting below six percent this year at five on five. No one. <laughs> the next lowest is the Kings at virtually six and a half. Interesting. Really bad. Anyway, continue about the flyer. Um, and you were saying how in the past you know they can be streaky, and I will at, at least admit this. This season, from week to week, this team can go from really, really bad to really, really good. So, yes. But also, I don't I don't expect to see, oh, we're going to win 10 games in a row, and then we're going to miss the playoffs. Oh, we're going to lose 10 games in a row and then make the playoffs. It's a little bit of a different feel this, this time around. It's still very much the, oh, we're the best team in the league, oh, now we're the worst team in the league sort of feel. Um... What else do you want to know about the Flyers? Well, it seems like the Flyers are good at possession, but yes. uh, they are currently 7th in the league in Corsi 4 percentage. Cool. Uh, they are middle of the pack at 14th and expected goals 4. Yikes. Yeah, uh, or expected goals 4 percentage. Uh, but also, it seems like you guys are like lacking your way to victory because you are 20th in uh, PDO, and so you're, you're roughly at like 100. So that's pretty normal so so what does this mean sustainable roughly hopefully and then hopefully carter hart gets better and then we win more games at the very least your process is more sustainable than the uh jets process now here's what i do want to point out the flyers are very hurt right now the i don't know who's in for sunday because we are recording this on tuesday um but as it stands, Travis Konechny has a concussion. Uh, Phil Myers has back spasms. Uh, and Nolan Patrick has had a migraine and hasn't played a single minute of hockey this season. Alright. Um, um, so, um, any other final notes? Well, I was going to say is the Flyers are very hurt. Um, but this team, the, for the Flyers... Help is on the way. The cavalry is coming, right? At, at some point, they're going to get healthy. At some point, this team is going to get better. For the Jets, they are also kind of banged up, particularly on the blue line. But I don't see that getting better in the same way that I see it getting better for the Flyers. Does that make sense? Yes. The cavalry is not coming. And I think I've seen that exact phrase somewhere before, so I apologize if I'm... If I'm taking somebody else's work by saying the cavalry is not coming in relation to the Jets, um, so yes, we might get Kulikov back at some point, uh, but it's you're not really going to get the reinforcements you need, whereas the Flyers could even get could get even better. Uh, one final note, I do want to point out that I really want to know the last time that a goaltender received a win, mm-hmm. allowed zero goals, mm-hmm. and did not get a shutout. Because that is what Laurent Brossois did tonight. I think it was Laurent Brossois the last time. Because somebody ran into the the goalie. He got a shutout. Allowed zero goals. And they didn't give him the shutout. Uh, Oh no, it was against the Jets. It was the... um, Yeah, but like that guy only played for like a minute. No, 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 no. But the other goalie didn't allow any goals. He should have... Yeah. Been gotten credit for a shutout, but he didn't because he didn't start the game or something. Yeah, but no, I'm saying that 
The Jets allowed a goal tonight. Yes. Oh. And the starting goaltender did not get the win. Hmm. Or did not get the shutout. Hmm. I really want to know. I really want to know the last time that happened. Do you want? I really want to give you my grip for uh, grip for sixty champion for the Flyers. Oh yeah, go ahead. If he plays, is it is it Robert Hag? It is not. Oh, I feel like Robert Hag would be a great one. It, he would be pretty good. It's Scott Lawton? Nope. Mm. Matt Niskanen. I do like that pick too. That's my that's I think that's my runner up. I want I want to. Take one more stab at it, and then you can tell me. If you look up the roster, it should be pretty obvious. Because I feel like I am missing it. You know, because you don't have Wayne Simmons anymore, so I can't nope. go with that. But see, Wayne Simmons was gritty, but he was gritty in a good way. That's true. And so would be Scott Lawton. Scott Lawton was gritty, but also gritty in a good way. Oh, Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart! <laughs> He's the grittiest... He's... <laughs> he is... That is some That's some serious sandpaper. Yes! Chris Stewart, he is the great for 60 champion on the Philadelphia Flyers. He might not even play Sunday. If he doesn't play, I guess we give it to Matt Niskanen, even though I would make the same argument that he's gritty, but he's also gritty in a good way. My only other suggestion would be Justin Braun. Yeah, okay. He got way more credit than he probably deserved for playing with Mark Edward Vlasic for like five years. Okay. He's been good, though. He hasn't been bad. Well, he's number 69 on uh, nice. Daily Faceoff, so, yeah, that's really nice. Um, okay, um, I think that's going, I think that's... Are we over time? No, we're not over time, but I figure, I think it, I think we've just pretty much run out of I, time. I'm going to say 3-2 Flyers in overtime. Uh, I'm going to go with 4-3 Jets in shootout, because <laughs> taking the Flyers losing shootout just sort of seems like a good idea. I won't argue with that. Alright, uh, TC, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at TC underscore 904 and on Instagram at the same handle. Uh, you can find the pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at gripper 60 pod uh, You can find me at BeefArrel727 on Twitter. Uh, I believe also our ads might be in the gripper 60 pod uh, Twitter bio. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, and you can also find our podcast and stuff on the Hockey Podcast Network's page. Um, so once again, everyone's going to do it for another episode of the Gripper 60 Podcast. Uh, thank you for watching, and have a good one. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.